Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the full ensemble cast of the Real Feels Podcast. I am your Ooh. host Ooh. for this week's episode, Nathan Zimmerman. Oh, his velvety dulcet tones. <laughs> I doth have the vapors. Oh, he does from to with his presence from Loud Massey, Arizona. From Balls Hot, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> And joining me, as always, finally, we're back in the saddle again. Who else do we have? Oh, well, Drew's here, of course. Oh, Drew's here. Uh, you, you've got uh, uh, Groundhound Jack. That's my skater name. Ooh. Because I get in there and I'm all like, gonna get you. But you mentioned oh, is he skater. Feral? Is he feral? You mentioned skater. This is Nathan's surfer pick. Well, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> That's, nice little that's a ripper, part, a ripper, that's, a ripper, a ripper. Nice little change. I mean, you, you, really, <laughs> you really did... Um, uh, Take liberties? No, 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 no. Uh, you, you really did uh, uh, undiscovered country, this genre <laughs> choice. Okay, okay. I'm just saying that... Uh, in They were surfers. In the title... <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's skip that real quick. We'll we'll get to that, ladies and let's, gentlemen. Can we are we doing are we doing bean footage or or for you frijoles? Well, guys, guys. I mean, we gotta let the folks know that we are the Real Feels Podcast. We review a movie every two weeks. Fortnightly. We've been out of practice, but more importantly, Jack I and I. And I'm sure Cody uh, shares in the sentiments. We want to thank Cody for coming on the last two episodes and discussing not only Shadowlands. But also, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Sure. 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 <laughs> and yeah, a special shout out to Cody for holding it down. Great episodes. I loved them. Um, oh. But we're picking it back up, the original cast, and we are doing my surfer pick of 2005's Lords of Dogtown. Hit the oh, bean footage, oh, 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 the frijoles, and refry them. We surf and we skate every day. With these, you can do the same hard turns that you do on your surfboard. Wow. This wave breaks 24 hours a day, every day. And you know what, bros? We're gonna be the first to ride it. Get 
is putting together a skate team. There are going to be hundreds of skaters from all over the country, and we need to shut them down. Oh, nice socks, man. Here's our entry fees. Now, where's our trophies? <laughs> Some type of aerial maneuver I've never seen before. Next up, Jay Adams riding for Zephyr Skateboards. Stacy Peralta, Tony Mad Dog album. It's only gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. To the Boy Kings. Where's the famous Tony Alba? Make you a star. Wow, you're famous, Stace. You guys gotta think bigger, man. I wanna make money. I wanna do it all right now. This is our time, bros. The boys are getting offers, man. This isn't about fame or money. Billy, you play those kids in the magazines. They didn't care about either one. Well, they do now. We can't bail on Skip. We're Z-Boys. We're family. You need to keep pushing, man. Hey, Tony, it looks like it's going to be you or me, man. No, it's not. It's me. We're gonna be on summer vacation for the next 20 years. You guys like want a surfboard? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna go out and get wet, Dad. The wheels are made from oil. <laughs> Urethane. Um, so okay, this this pick, there's a there's a couple of surfer films that I realize that probably um fit the the mold a little point bit better break. <laughs> <laughs> point break but point break remake <laughs> oh god oh, 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 oh. Hey, shots already. No, the I reef just, <laughs> i wanted to go a little bit different and this movie does have some feels when it comes to i loved skateboarding and i was not a very good surfer at all i was horrible and this movie, this film, follows the surf and skateboarding trends that originated in Venice, California during the 1970s. This is a really cool origin story about skateboarding born from surfing. So that's right. my caveat. Right. That's my way out. From Deal with it. From pools, pool surfing. Yes. <laughs> Let's ride this wave. Oh, the first it, ones. It's, it breaks 24-7, seven days a week, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said think, one day working and the next day surfing. This yeah, movie that was like before we were getting orders from, from Australia, Australia and Brazil. <laughs> oh, man. This cast, I hope you guys appreciated the, the robustness of this cast. Because it's chock full. I could almost smell the patchouli oil <laughs> coming through the screen from just all the all the cast that well, was selected for this. Well, Heath Ledger, but it took me a second to see past through Heath Ledger's teeth. Oh, the fake the teeth. The fake teeth to realize that it was Heath Ledger. And then I was like, oh, shit. Uh, as Skip. And then one of Skip's buddies is Pablo Schreiber, Liev Schreiber's brother, which uh, for those of us with good taste, he played Nico in season two of The Wire. For those of us with bad taste, he's now the Master Chief in Halo. Oh, oh I can see your face, Nathan. I still I, eat McDonald's once or twice a month. <laughs> you know, I still watch Halo. I don't have you to sit like there, it. You sit there in your ivory tower and you shoot. I'm a truce! I'm a truce! <laughs> I 
You completely rain down fire. I like how he completely and- disavows that my place is an ivory tower, you fuck. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. But it's not ivory, nowhere is it a tower. It's a single, it's a ranch. It's I'm a- just saying that some of us don't have the luxury to have banging cast in our shows and that we have to uh, step down. Sorry that the wire is, you know, holier than thou art. No, I'm just kidding. It is no, what it, it is. is. The, the, the wire is the Old Testament. And then uh, and that's what like today's evangelicals like. It's like, yeah, sword of Christ. And then like you've got the wire season two. And they're like, yeah, but like the forgiveness and turning the other cheek. And you know, that's not so much with that. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Oh, right. but again, I, I like the other guy who was working at the shop, Eldon Henson, because I just recently watched him in Idle Hands. Which I really enjoyed him Jesus in Idle Hands. I've and seen he was, that movie once. <laughs> so and it's when the Idle Hands came out. I also watched it in what, once. like 2003? He's in a ton of stuff. Uh, no, 1999 is when it came out. Uh, oh, butterfly yeah. Effect? He's butterfly Effect, Daredevil, Daredevil yes. Deja but let's, let's not shout Butterfly Effect. Like, <laughs> like you're throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> it's like... Butterfly yeah, Effect has some Kutcher, good Amy stuff. Smart, Amy Smart. Yeah, exactly. but it's like they're they're like, would you like a nice Swiss roll? And then they bring out the box of ho hos, and you're like, oh, technically, that's a Swiss roll. He just said Amy Smart is a ho ho. <laughs> I'm. I, I digress. Jeremy, I digress. Jeremy Redder. This Johnny is what you come Knoxville. back to, Nathan. <laughs> the fact that Johnny Knoxville is in, like, at first I was like, oh yeah, like he just has like a really small part, right? He's in like. Ten scenes. He's in, like, oh. Well, he's in about he's, maybe he's, a little bit. He's of a, freaking pimping a quarter of the movie. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. half a second though, I thought it was. It was like, I Bentley thought it was Brad Limo? Pitt. I thought it was Brad Pitt for half a second. Then I remembered. Oh, that's right. Johnny Knoxville is in the movie. But, but yeah, like him just going like, oh yeah, man, you're making, you're, you're selling these boards. He's selling these boards. You're doing this. The magazine cover. Where's your cut? Oh, how much are these glasses worth? More, More than, than your, your car. car. I don't have yeah. a car. Exactly. Well, the thing about Johnny <laughs> Knoxville is like, yeah, they got the jackass person that was, you know, for 2005, that was really in that time point. But Johnny Knoxville notoriously doesn't skate and is a terrible skater. Uh, and so I was I was surprised that they didn't have like one of the other, you know, semi-famous skater boys from Jackass on there. I'm glad they don't, because I love Johnny Knoxville, and I ha- I'm happy seeing him crop up in, I, I don't in know any like, little bit part. I don't know if, like, Bam Margera would have been... Yeah, as, like, he was. He was. He was still too busy torturing <laughs> Uncle Vito uh, in <laughs> oh, 2005. Gosh. Who? Who? Ex- <clears throat> and when his substance abuse problems, like oh, that's cute. <laughs> who exactly was Johnny Knoxville supposed to be portraying? So he is the heir. Nathan, do you want to take it? No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. Because, because I mean, like this is my first viewing of it, yeah. and I've never seen it before. He, oh, and I, I actually learned the name uh, on my honeymoon in Maui. Oh, he is the heir to a uh, sugar empire uh, from Maui or the Hawaiian Islands, but they're called like the Schmeckles or the Shekels. Uh, okay, but and then his his mother married like a uh, famous actor. Who was the the red 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 from uh, frankly my dear I don't give a damn Oh Scarlett O'Hara No that's the woman but the guy Oh the red I'm um But anyway Ooh, good questions yeah. Some famous actor married into the family and he ended up inheriting <clears throat> 50 million dollars by the time he was 19 and then died under mysterious circumstances at the age of 27 in Hawaii Oh Hmm 
Okay. So he obviously didn't live past. He lived. He lived hard, and he burned I mean, out like a Roman what? candle. He had his pop, 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 and then it fizzled. Well, like when he was trying to get Avila to like come onto the trip, he's like, "We're going to what do you say? We're going to Florida. We're going to Maui or something." And he's like, "Come on." He's like, "No, they're doing surgery on my eye on Thursday." Listen to me. Oh, I'm so I'm sorry, baby. He's okay. <laughs> There's like the trans girl that's it's like, good. "What kind of pirate are you?" <laughs> Our kid. It's so it's so weird to see her just or you know just pop up in little little spots here and there. I I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But uh, I guess the main character that is the most famous. Oh, was um Jay. Yeah, yeah. The the character of Jay, Emily Hirsch, and uh, Emily. Yeah, Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Yeah, Emil. Emilio. (laughs) But the guy who played Stacy Peralta, like I swear to God, he was in um. Uh, what was the uh, uh, that's the the best thing about high school girls? They just get uh, oh, I get older. <laughs> I no no no. Oh. I thought he was in that movie, just like the the blonde hair and that like the boyish face on him. He wasn't, but uh, uh, that's that's an aside. But you get so <laughs> many little cameos, like Mitch Hedberg, just as the guy that delivers yeah. the it's your thing. It's your it's out it's of oil. oil. <laughs> I thought that was great. I loved just seeing Tony Hawk uh, as the astronaut. That I thought that was funny skate. when he when he's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, space shoes." That was that was really great because I mean, at, at the very end, you get that you know, like, "Oh, this is where they went, and this is what happened now." Because later on, it was uh, Avla, right, who created like a, a skating little empire along with uh, or Jay as well. After he came out of prison, separate, with, uh, separate, separate, but yeah. after he got out of prison, but it had like a, but one of the well, people no, that joined uh, him was a young fourteen year old. Stacy didn't Hawk. go to prison. Stacy also, no, no, not Stacy. Jay, the character of Jay, went to prison. But I don't think Jay had like the skating empire. I think that's sort of that's the one Avla. That, then the Avla did, yeah. but Jay, but I he, think. Oh no, no, he's credited for starting. Yeah, because like, he's yeah, the one that got into the gang activity, yeah. and he he's sort of like he. Took, okay, so then it was Avla who had like the fourteen-year-old Tony Hawk in the seventies. Yeah. He took the quick and easy money. No, no, uh, like Peralta he, was, that, that was the Jeremy Renner. Peralta uh, was the one that um that signed up Tony Hawk and like super young. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him okay. and Avla were like they actually made money. Yes, lots but, of money. Uh, Jay, I don't think. Oh, but then per- so Peralta's character was Stacy. Correct, Stacy yeah. Peralta. Okay. Stacy Peralta. See again, it was yeah. hard to like keep track of characters. And the last and... horse crossed at the finish line, folks. <laughs> it got I, easier on the second <laughs> watch. Yeah, I, here's the thing. I, I I only watched it once, and I think because of so growing up, like I was not a skater, I was not a surfer, and I think that's also one of the things for me while watching this that like I just I couldn't get into it. Ooh, okay. All right, fair I, enough. I couldn't I couldn't get into it. And now here's the thing. I can appreciate a good like biopic tale. I really can. But I think a lot of the things in the actual story itself where I think this movie if you paired it with the actual documentary and then watched the film, I think you're going to get a better insight because a lot of the characters I feel aren't completely flushed out. I think you're not getting a good amount of uh, insight in, into their lives. And especially like That's fair. little things, little things. And I know it's weird because you're also taking it from, you need to understand and take it from a perspective that this is in the seventies. This is when skating competitions are like just starting to like learn to crawl. And so when you literally from it, that first skating competition, literally. you're like, this is 
And they're, when you and they're when getting you judged tricks, on this, when you see tricks like uh, like Jay, like he went up and he did the whole, uh, you know, grab the side and like go the board in the air. And they're like, it's some kind of move I've never seen. Like you compare it to like skating competitions now and, you know, playing Tony Hawk underground or anything like that. You're all like, this is like basic stuff. This well, is like if I hand the controller to like, like a yeah. toddler. It's like comparing gymnastics, like a a, a gold medal no, gymnastics performance now to one that was like in like 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, right. where it's like, the, when you do them side by side, it's like gold medal, gold medal, and you're like, really? Right. And so That when, didn't seem all that amazing. So when watching yeah. the competition, when he's all like, alright, he's coming off the ramp, he's gaining some amazing speed, and all he, all Stacey did was just like, go up, and then come back down, and they're all like, 10, 10, 9, and I'm like, what did he do? What did, Like, what did I miss? Like, what was the amazing thing? And, and they're again. like, and Stacy's going to the next round. And I'm like, what happened to the other rounds? Like, <laughs> where's this happening here? But when you're the pioneer of something, everything that you do and is And I think that's what you gold, need to understand gold, going gold. into it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I think that's what you need to understand going into it because uh and again, I a lot of it might just be my whole like I did I wasn't a skate like I had a skateboard. I went I like went out and I paid money for a skateboard. I was never good at it. I I, I enjoyed Lying on my stomach on my skateboard and going down my driveway, but that only lasted. For so and I can tell, I can attest to this: uh, that documentary does not have Rebecca De Mornay, and she. I have to you, look that up. Oh my gosh, she is. She's always been fire. In my opinion, she's always <laughs> been so attractive. Ever since, um, uh, like. Three Musketeers with Chris O'Donnell and Keith Sutherland. Like, see that? That's what my okay. wife said. I went back the hand to Rescue Business. The cradle is where I remember her like from. All of which, them. All which of I them. believe you see quite a bit of uh, Rebecca <laughs> Dimonade in the old Riskety Business. Hats she, off to that one. She reminded me a lot of like one of my friend's moms growing up who was. Oh, good on oh. her friend. <laughs> well, Drew I mean, Dutel. And, and it's not to like discredit anything like about her. Or anything like that, but like her, her kind of like mentality and like her free spirit, uh, it, it immediately just popped in my head, and I was like, oh my god, it's so and so, and especially even like you know, oh, I, I I hang out around the house all the time, or I'm you know I'll hang with my friends, or maybe there's a little partying, and do you work? No, not really. Like it, it, it <laughs> girl, you don't need struck to. Struck a chord with me. Well, but like it struck a chord <laughs> to me, like watching this woman, and I'm all like, whoa. That's almost like a flashback to high school. Just you walking is working. Like knowing my friend's mom and it, it, I don't know. It was, it was a little unsettling and I didn't really like that, you know, oh man, it was, it was weird. It was well, hard even, to watch Even the them. friends got into it at the end. It's like, can I have your house when you die? And he's like, right. if your mom shows me your tits. <laughs> Isn't that great? But it was so, it was so weird. Like, like they're going out to lunch and she couldn't pay. And, you know, and then the, the rich kid, uh, Skip. Who had to like you know pass Sid. over his credit card? Sid, not Sid, yeah. yeah, Sid or Skid? No, uh, Sid, Sid. God, it was it was just weird. It was weird, kind of watching her character. It was very different from what I've seen her in in a lot of things. So I, as Cody put uh, during the Shadowlands episode, or maybe it was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but I studiously avoided this movie. Oh, uh, and the reasoning behind it is in my middle school. And it it was a time and a place that is just unique to itself. But there was a big fucking thing about p 
posers. Ooh, and I've yes, touched yes, on yes, this yes. before where like you can't wear the t-shirts, you can't wear the clothes, you can't wear the vans or the skater shoes uh, unless like you're out there. You know, you got the the skinned elbows and the skid knees and like you're behind like the fucking Kroger doing your fucking tricks and shit. Yeah. So for the people um, that. uh, uh, Yes, I agree. Like, so so for the people who who went shoe shopping with their mom and made the mistake of going, uh, I'd like to get these van shoes, please. And then getting torn apart for me i was in the sixth grade and i was taller than most of the eighth graders so the eighth graders picked on me and bullied me in the sixth grade uh and one of those instances was i came to school wearing a nirvana t-shirt wearing vans and i wasn't a skater i was a poser poser so 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 i I went back to wearing my normal fucking t-shirts and my normal fucking shoes and since then i always had like a little bit of like hatred of skaters that's fair enough that's fair enough uh especially like the real grungy ones and uh so when this movie came out and i you know you you get that paragraph it's like oh you know surfers and skaters in 19 and that was all i had to hear i was like nope i'll watch something else i'll watch undiscovered country for the 50th time time. (laughs) Uh, so going in this movie i was prepared to hate it oh Uh, but i actually enjoyed it uh it had a good strong beginning as far as an intro and the soundtrack is amazing. I, I enjoyed the sound really. And good. one of my favorite songs, Pink Floyd's "Wish You Were Here," was was constantly sort of played during some of the, the some of the other scenes. Jimi Hendrix opens it up for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite scenes is when uh, Skip is sort of like getting back on his feet, and he's in the back at Standing the end of the movie down. making a surfboard, and that fucking uh, "Wake Up, Maggie" uh, Rod yeah. Stewart song comes on. Like, and and I think that's attributed to a lot uh, with Mark Mothersbaugh, who's the composer who did the music for for that movie. Uh, he also did the Royal Tenenbaums, and the movie he did right before Lords of Dogtown was one of my all time favorites. The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, which is also an amazing fucking soundtrack. Super good. So, so the beginning was great. The ending, I think, out of out of a lot of the movies that we've done, this is one of like the top ten where they nailed the landing. The only part I've got issue with is the middle, uh, because unless you watch it several times. The first time through, a lot of it's like you're still getting to know the names, mm-hmm. and like Johnny fucking Knoxville walks in, and they're bought, like they're they're pulling these skaters away from the shop. It gets a little confusing at times, but it could have had a little bit more detail to that that middle part. But overall, I I didn't mind what the, the second watch through I did today while working. the The best thing that I found when when watching this film. Uh, and again, just for this kind of uh, this episode is there's so many times in it that I now can put my uh, kind of like my work hat on and look at Skip and be like, oh, my gosh, you you don't recognize like the talent that you have. And you're just writing it kind of till the wheels come off. And when the guys uh, he he's explaining they're they're getting deals out there, man. Like you know they're they're talking to people. And Pablo says, "So cut them in on some of the profits." 
it's just such a blatant, like, you have good employees and they're going to get poached by other rival companies unless you actually step up and pay them. And there's so many people that, you know, just, I think, negate that and ride the talent until they finally do get that better offer. And then they're kind of left wishing and wondering and, and just sad that like the whole Zephyr name gets kind of uh, beat up because eclipsed. Ecl- absolutely eclipsed by not only the talent, but then, hey, Skip, uh, we're going to need those uh, need that surfboard. And, and Skip, well, like, and it's the he, same he, shop, too. He definitely yeah. has tell. Like, they're making their own boards. They're they're sanding down their own fiberglass surfboards. But then you see the scene uh, at the first uh, skate meet that they go to in, uh, like, Del Mar or some shit. Yeah. Where he's charging kids, like, 20 bucks just to slap a Zephyr sticker on their existing skateboard. Or 50 bucks just for an entirely new skateboard with the sticker already on it. And... You know, 20 bucks in 1975, like we're Big talking money. like, yeah, like $100, $200 if you're $200 if you're going for the $50 board. And I don't know many fucking neighborhood kids running around with that kind of swank in their pocket. I know in the 80s, I was uh, 80s and early 90s, you know, $5 would get me popcorn, a drink and a movie ticket. Yeah, it like ain't going to get me no fucking skateboard. That's 107. 100 what? That was $107, yeah. almost, so, 100, uh, almost 107.50. So while he's got the talent and he's got the know-how, he's also out there like grifting these kids uh, not his team necessarily, but like just. Oh no, he he gives them all shirts. Like he gives them all shirts. Yeah, but again, like, like he that. gives them those shirts. Like it's like he's giving them the golden fucking. Like he's it's mithril as hard as dragon scales, <laughs> but as light as feathers. And it's like it's a fucking teacher. These kids are like, oh, 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 oh. Well, no, and I think that's the thing that he's that he's banking on because. <laughs> because for him on second thought let's not go to zephyr it's a silly place so he so he is writing his talent and he is relying on it he's also relying on his name he's relying on the fact that these kids look to him like a god like i mean he called me bro right at the point like stacy said like he he, he called me bro he called me bro so i mean it's the fact that like they look to him they look up to him they want to be like him they want to hang out with him. And that's the point where he said, like, they're wanting money. They're not doing it. Because if you have this, like, hippie surfer who really, you understand, like, he's doing it for the shop. He's doing it for the love of surfing. He's doing it now for the love of skateboarding. Well, not necessarily even the, the well, love, but the lifestyle. Well, okay, but, like, the love of that lifestyle. Because even the, the guy, when he comes in, he says, like... Uh, the guy says you owe him like five hundred and eighty dollars for resin for last time, and he's like, "Oh, oh yeah, make some money so get, that check clears." Get the get the checkbook. But so, he, he's not a good businessman. Like the yeah, phone is ringing off the not, hook, no. and he picks it up, and he's like, "Just give up already." No, and, like, and that's the thing because down. for him, he want he wants to continue the lifestyle. He doesn't want to deal with like ultimate responsibility. He wants to have fun. He wants to surf. He wants to drink. He wants to smoke. And again, he wants this younger this younger generation to like come to the fold and like be under him, carry him still carry that i that idealistic view that he thinks they have of him which kind of gives him that high and when these kids start to walk away and realize that they do not need him anymore that's when he realizes like well fuck i'm really not as talented as i am any or i as not anymore but not anymore he also but I like, just, that's why i like that scene uh because that that's after the party it, and he's well, drunk no no no, and, no 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 but that, it's after the uh the the, the carnival at the pier 
beer. No, it's after the pier burns down. And then he's yeah. just like smoking a cigarette. He cranks up, wake up Maggie, takes a swig of some, uh, right. some fucking whiskey. And he's just like, you could see he's sort of like trying to redeem himself well, by just sort of getting back into the work. So he's getting back into the work, but it's also, as I was saying to Nathan, like it's the same shop. So he used to own it. It's sold. Now he works there for someone new. But also if he looks at himself and he looks at the pier, like he understands what the pier was because he sits was there the and he says his dreams well no and the then pier, it no, down the one day it was his where his the pier, dreams no swimmed. the pier is representative they of just, himself they didn't he send says that he's fire like, department for near on six hours this pier was here for 40 years <laughs> they didn't even this care. pier was an establishment this pier care. was a they, landmark they wanted a god and now it's gone just what he used to be so he understands why the pier like meant so much to him and he's like i don't even know why i come out here anymore because he realizes, like, no one comes to him. See, when he's talking about the pier burning down and they didn't send the, the fire department for six hours, I was just thinking of gangs in New York where there's, like, you know, like, uh, is there anything to loot in there? Nah, fuck it. Let it burn. <laughs> well, let I mean, that's burn. the same thing. Maybe maybe, maybe the other place will go up and that'll have loot in it and we'll get that house. <laughs> but think of the thing. Think of the fact that he says, like, no one came for six hours to, like, put out the pier. It's almost self-reflective of him when, because he's talking to Jay. He's not talking to anybody else. He's talking to Jay about it. So they let the pier burn and they just let it go. Same thing for when like the boys abandoned him. Like no one came back to check on Sid. No one came back to see if he was okay. No one came back to see if like their old mentor and the person who even got them into this was fine because they left him high and dry and he's drunk and depressed and losing everything. But he came back. He also left them with like because he started to see them walk away and at that point he's like well betrayal which is which is crazy because like it took it took them finally realizing that like hey i have a talent and i'm gonna make money at this talent because you're not gonna be the one that takes care of me and they go down those very like separate roads which leads to that like the ending that you're talking about i do really love that how each one picks this like very distinct lane where you have Tony who goes the like rock star, you know, route you have. He looks like a stock car. (laughs) (laughs) Stacy looks like a stock car. Like, Hey, I got a, I got a Mexican in my pool. Finally, you know, the, (laughs) you you have, you have Jay who goes to like drugs and rock and roll with like no money. And he's, he's skating for, for people that like gang. Well, he's skating for the pure love of skating. But like, like when it's he, not it's not about money. It wasn't about fame. It was about coke hits. It was about it was about uh, getting co- the grind Did, for him. It was about getting the grind and actually like loving it because he's seeing both of his friends leave the skating for not loving it anymore. They're doing it either for money or they're doing it for like publicity. Did you guys recognize Jeremy Renner? Hawkeye? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, and then yeah. the guy that was with Jeremy Renner, he's been in True Detective. He's been in um, Boardwalk Empire. He always plays a secondary role, but he's very recognizable. But that's the youngest I've ever seen him. And Jeremy Renner, yes. too. That was just prior to Jeremy Renner doing uh, The Hurt Locker. I mean, oh, a lot yeah. of this was... So good. Yeah. And I mean, in 2005, how much time did Heath Ledger have left? Only a few years. Because mm. I think The Dark Knight didn't come eight? out until, like, the late aughts. When but, did that uh 
Yeah, and then, you know, yeah, Dark Knight, two thousand eight, Rebecca De uh, and then okay, yeah, and then, so it's so it's like a it's like a um, Chris Farley, yeah, but uh, he situation. was doing his like his method acting with the the false teeth and and all that shit during, <laughs> that was, and, and I and I respect so that, and, and again, he did it so well that I had to uh, never have seen this movie not knowing who the hell was supposed to be in it, seeing him and be like, I know that guy. <laughs> I know your face. I know, uh, I know this face. <laughs> and, and trying to and, and and discovering it was it was him. Um, and then all of the like uh, you know we had Tony Hawk, but uh, Skip and Tony Alva is it Tony Alva? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think Stacy all made cameos. Uh, yes. Stacy is like a, a big filmmaker now, and he did actually some of the stunts while they were skateboarding in 2005 is like a 40 some year old, you know, pushing 50 man for him to be just like the TV director when he was like, all right, like, so this is what we're going to do. It just in the film, you're like, <laughs> I, it it, it kind of reminds you that like films that are made like this do take into account like, hey, we want to be as authentic as we can. We want the real people, if we can get them to be in this, to give that life behind it right. and not just set pieces, costuming. Yeah. The it, same lady who did uh, 13 did the costuming for this movie. Yeah. There you go. But I mean, this movie had heart. Uh, it a lot definitely it. had. Uh, it was uh, it was labor of love. Uh, and you can tell that because it didn't make money. No, but it it, it and it it's not a perfect movie. And I'm the first one to bash most movies, but I I did enjoy this movie. And 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 it's you know we've with Shadowlands, it's like great, never gonna watch it again. But you know, Lords <laughs> of Dog Ten, I'd probably light up sometime later on in the future because again, you know, it's got a great cast, great soundtrack. It's an interesting story about, and I think that's maybe something they could have added into the credit sequence is like modern skateboarders pulling off like the crazy shit, like the Tony Hawk crazy shit you know like the half pipe you know because the, the, that first skate competition was like there wasn't even any incline it was like a just, dance floor it was just flat ground. like it's just yeah. flat linoleum can he go in a circle folks let's find out you know even One, like two, that three, 1977 three, rotations yeah. even that 1977 <laughs> world champion like it wasn't even a real half pipe there was a ramp there looked like there was a jump but even compared to the 90s 2000s and today like compared to the X Games and the shit that those guys are doing now, like on completely different style you, boards and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Would you have rather they had like the the actual like like what skateboarding skateboarding has evolved and surfing you know has evolved into because just of during them? the credits, just or, during the I think credits. during the credits to see like the evolution of skateboarding would not have been bad. Yeah, and especially like if and, the evolution and, of skateboarding had the real people like know, at those events, like maybe doing like a guest appearance that's or just, commenting. That's just me. It's like a, I, you know, my wife's like, "Is this good?" And I'll usually always say, "Could use a little bit more garlic." And I'm sure that's more garlic than most people are are comfortable eating. But but and this movie was fine. But for me. Little bit more garlic on that, just to see the evolution of sure. where these guys started and what now is yes. blowing people's minds. Like they have to wear like 
full on fucking protective like like biker right. suits and and you know it's not not just the knee pads and the elbow pads and the helmet but they're wearing almost like fucking like trim down hockey gear because they're going up these inclines that are just crazy so that when yeah, if you, you do wipe BMX out you, if you wipe serious. out you're fucked yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a fun movie i i do appreciate for what it is and what it what it brings to the table even though it's not necessarily a surfer movie, I get it, but uh, <laughs> still, still good times. No, it was it was good. It was good. Uh, you know, it's like the uh, Sid's dad drained the pool for you know several months so they could they could skate as much as they wanted to. I, I almost wanted to like in you know nineteen you know eighty Sid's pool or Sid's dad drained the pool for the last time and he never filled it again. <laughs> Well, I mean, first of all, I, your son's dying, so yeah, like, uh, right. like whatever you need. You don't kid, really, like, you don't really need the pool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the maid coming up, like in Spanish, like, "What are you doing down there, you fucking idiots?" <laughs> and she's like, "Calm down, calm down. Can you get me more weed?" And she's like, "Oh, you, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> you little troublemakers." Oh, I, I think the only thing that I really had more of an of an, a situation, like, "What the hell's happening right here?" is when. Avla and his sister are both about to fuck in the same bedroom, yeah. like right next to each other. And I'm all like, who's comfortable with this? It was a different time. No, it was a different time. I disagree. I completely time. disagree well, with that. I, I think one of the best <laughs> parts of comedy in this movie is when, um, is it Sid is, is about to get laid by America Ferreira where she, you know, she unzips her, her, her bodice <laughs> and it's after it's like, are you, are you thirsty? Oh yes. Thank you. That's good. So what's going on? You're going on. <laughs> and like, she's, she's all over him. And then the friend comes in and like, you know, fucks up and he jumps off her and he's like, is it over? Is that it? And she's oh, like, no, no. no. Oh no. <laughs> he kept calling her thunder monkey. But like the <laughs> urgency and like the discourse, like, is that it? Is that it? Did I miss it? And someone's like, George Costanza's like, I was in the pool. I was in the pool. I was in the pool. <laughs> but yeah, oh, she's, she's all about it. She's like, oh no, we, we just gonna get started. I'm a buddy old biscuit. <laughs> was it um the uh the mom from Modern Family? What's oh, name? the she yeah. was uncredited in this. Uh, yeah. Sophia Vergara. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, 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 as like, soon as I heard her voice and I saw you, her you know body, it was like yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it is. Sophia Vergara. I, I love the the old surfers all like they couldn't even surf down at the beach. That my couldn't permission. even drink a who coke. Would wanna, who would want to surf down at that dirty beach? What'd you say? Well, nothing. Stop <laughs> it, y'all kill him. <laughs> she was. That scene was pretty funny. It's like, what'd you say? Nothing. Uh, absolutely not. Nothing, Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys um, ready for uh, segmentes? Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna try a tell us segment. At least at least uh, you're you're gonna give us a try date. And, and unlike Cody, God bless you. You're just gonna be like, no. Here we go. Segment. Segment. Wow. And no. Sick amount. <laughs> they get worse every time. <laughs> little by little. We'll get worse. We all worship the ones that came before. It's a fantastic origin story of real people who were there from the start. Uh, embellished or not, the stories are entertaining, and it's always cool to see the originators of something we love 
grow and become what we enjoy today. Is there anyone that you was a founder or a co-founder that you followed, looked up to, and had an interesting story uh, to their beginnings? And it doesn't have to be necessarily a founder or co-founder. It can just be someone that has a very like kind of inspirational story that. Uh, Drew, you go first because I, I, I picked two or three just because I figured you'd uh, probably pick one of mine. Okay. Um, so one thing that immediately popped in my mind uh, was from my my high school days when I was going down to Burbank and I was doing voiceover classes and I was really into like voiceover actors at the time. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, who can I be like? Who can I do this? And I looked up and, and was very interested in the life of uh, Don LaFontaine, who was like the movie voice guy who's all like in a world. We see this man go by and buy a hot dog like th- that deep voice guy. And I loved his little life, but more so to an interest of mine. It's not the guy who is like, have you ever want to see Mel Gibson play cards and be a cowboy? <laughs> Dirk, this Dirk, is Maverick. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to. <laughs> Maverick. Um, so, no, but for an interest, I mean, not only of mine, but all, of all of ours, like I really love looking into and if i can find any type of like biopic and actually one is coming out gary gygax so for dungeons and dragons what did you think i was gonna look up (laughs) it was either that or gene roddenberry well that's why i have backups (laughs) that's why you have backups so there's a I, i love the history of gary gygax but more importantly it's also kind of the disappointing for the history of gary gygax more so in the later years after he died where i mean you have places like lake geneva which is his home and the place of gary con and they barely were like recognizing Gygax and giving him credit for a lot of the impact of what he was doing. But thankfully, recently, they start recognizing him and giving him a lot of credit. There's a documentary coming out called um, Gary's Basement. Wednesdays with Gary? No, it's called Gary's Basement. And so it's going to it's it's a full fledged documentary that's going to go into like, you know, the history of you know, uh, war gaming and table gaming, how obviously D&D and TSR came about. And there's quite a few out there that go into the background of, of uh, Dungeons and Dragons and TSR and everything that was for it. I mean, there's little interviews where, you know, Gary Gygax is on the news and he's like, they're talking about the, you know, the 80s and the satanic panic. And he's all like, there, there's no bad press. Like, I, well, like, you think you're trying to, like, take down my game, but Gary this Gygax is only selling us would more. would make an amazing biopic. I mean, he worked... He was already married at this point. He had like four or five kids. He worked for an insurance company. His wife, when they were pregnant, when she was pregnant with like his fourth or fifth child, followed him to the place where she thought he was cheating on her because he was spending so much time (laughs) away from home and comes down to this like dank smoke filled basement to see a bunch of dudes with hex maps playing played uh uh, war games games, miniature games he is the epitome of that meme where like the wife is looking over in the middle of the night and like the bubble saying like i wonder if i just think of other women and he's all like all right, if I equip my boots of elven kind, I can make it across the bridge in time tomorrow. That's what I'll do. <laughs> now, see, at level five, if I take this feat, I can really double my sneak attack <laughs> just damage. just metagaming in his head. There's no way the DM's going to handle this. Yeah, right, so Gygax, I, I love the history of it. I still love the fact that like the game is pursuing and it's evolving and his, his two sons are still very much involved. I, yeah, Gary Gygax, 100%. Nathan. Oh, um, so my I had two uh, just in case one of you guys um, popped one of them, which I doubted it. Um, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, the the movie The Founder is honestly such. That's oh. a fucked up movie, man. <laughs> oh, no, it's such a it's fucked up hor- movie. 
But like, like it's his... bad in what way, though? <laughs> you haven't seen like it? bad acting or just like the, no. the reality? No, no, the no, reality of it. Like, oh, it's it's like, a... our milkshakes are only made with milk and ice cream. And he's like, yeah, well, we got these bags. And, uh... <laughs> and it's <laughs> oh, just no. it's such a like cutthroat like. It's a crazy good story, but not good in like the good way. It's just not that like, you like. I didn't need to know this. No, and it, <laughs> I it's didn't want this truth. <laughs> it's not that I idolize him. It's just that like I I am fascinated that he took what he was good at, found kind of like the in with uh, the sure. McDonald oh, brothers, fucking people, oh, and. Jesus. But then, like, took it to the next level that they were like, no, we tried this and, and it doesn't really work. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to show you guys just how much money this thing can make. It's a crazy story. Oh, but gosh. again, it's it, it's the, worth the a movie, watch. It's 100 percent worth a watch. All Keaton right. kills it. I think I think. Yeah, Keaton if you want to see Keaton play like a like the most capitalist motherfucker you could imagine. <laughs> To the max, like, to the and like because when he meets the 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 founder the original founders of McDonald's, uh, he is selling milkshake mixers, makers, yeah, mixers. and like yeah, and and he's uh, he he sees like the whole like you know fast system that they've got going on. You know, you order the burger and it's already ready and lets it's a special order, and he takes that first bite of the burger, oh, no. and you can see like the lights going off in his head, like. Well, we could make a hell of a lot more money off of this. Oh, gosh. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, you're uh, good. You're uh, back, good. <laughs> back, to, back to segments. But it's almost like if he he bought the Real Feels podcast and called it Feel Reels. And instead of segments, he called them portions. Like, oh it's God. just. It's, and then made just every download. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Joe Rogan's like, you guys want to be on here? And we're like, no, we don't like ivermectin. <laughs> Uh, oh no, we wouldn't even be on anymore. In fact, they would have like you know just replacement Nathan. This replacement is Jeff group. and Andrew and <laughs> Dean Nathan. No, they, they would they would have no, like uh, like like Nate. Natalie. They'd, they'd get the they'd get the female voice in there. They'd they'd rock it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. But my second person All was right. Charlize Theron because her hey. upbringing is crazy. She saw her mom kill her abusive father and oh. uh went went to try and become a ballerina her knees shot out like so boom there went that dream and she was just she was at a bank and she was like flipping out on like the the teller and an agent was behind her and was like I want to represent you I think you would be a <laughs> an amazing actress and she, the way she you berated told, that woman. <laughs> she told Oprah, she was like, if I wasn't in the bank that day, I don't think I ever would have been a you know, movie star. Like, it was just that one little moment that changed everything. So her story is just pretty, pretty crazy. And she built herself quite a little empire. So CT, love you. So uh, Gary Gygax <laughs> was my, my number one. Uh, my number two was uh, Gene Roddenberry. And just the story of Star Trek and, you know, how it came to be, he kept on trying to pitch to the networks this, like, Hawaiian boat thing. And then he was like, no, now it's going to be an airship and it's going to be, like, around the world in 80 days. But no, now it's going to be in space. So they let it up off the ground. Gets canceled after two seasons. He did the animated series, but he always stuck to his guns that, like, 
Star Trek, like this could be an empire. And today it is an empire. You've got the original series, the animated series, Next Generation, DS9, Enterprise, Voyager, Discovery. And Nathan, I really think like the like the gateway drug for you is the uh, the Undiscovered Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds that just came out. Strange New Worlds. Yeah, it's you don't it's Christopher Pike and Spock and O'Hora before like Chekhov and Sulu and uh James T. Kirk. Because Pike was in in command of the Enterprise before Kirk takes over. Yeah. And they you've got the original series movies, you've got the next gen movies, you've got the reboot movies. There's another movie coming on. He's right, Star Trek is its own empire at this oh, point 100%. Oh, yeah. uh, and he never he never gave up on that and was like this can work this can be something and it's funny because i i saw a news article how they were they were talking on fox news about how star trek had become too woke uh because they had had stacy abrams the uh the the governor candidate uh from georgia that's credited with registering enough black voters to turn turn georgia blue in 2020 that it, you know star trek just got too woke and you know there's trans people in star trek discovery but if you go back and look at next generation and you go back to look at any other series like original they were the yeah, original series they were talking about these things all along i mean first the the first interracial kiss on tv was was Ohura. Right. Uh, Lucille so, Ball. Like, so, lo- without Lucille Ball, you would not have Star Trek. Martin Luther King went to Nichelle Nichols it was and like, she, Nichelle Nichols was like, I don't think I can do Star Trek. And like Martin Luther King was like, no, uh, you need to do this. Girl, you doing it. Like, <laughs> like, you don't understand how important this is like to the black community. And, but, and it is. That's and, wild. And it was. Yeah, there, there are stupid episodes out there, but Man, there's some great messages and oh. some great parables in right. a lot of these episodes that are reflective on, upon the society in which we lived, you know, in the 60s, in the 80s, 90s, up until today. Uh, so, Nathan, please watch Strange New Worlds. I think you'd really like it. It's, it's a little Fair jazzed enough. up. It's a, it's a little, little quicker, little, little, things, little quicker place. A little pow, 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 pow. <laughs> These are set to rapid there fire. There are things that are referenced for Discovery in Strange New Worlds, but it's not like you have to go back and watch Discovery to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, the third one, and I'll just touch briefly, was going to be uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the founders mm. of uh, South Park. Like their little well story done. about how they, you know, uh, the the movie that they did when they're in in college, and then they did just a joke off that was supposed to be like an email little movie of Santa Claus and was it Brian Boitano uh, skating. Uh, turned into a, a series that is still going on today. They're in their 25th season. Uh, and they're they're quite res- more respected now uh, from their days doing Orgasmo. But the when, um, was it Kyle's Mom is a Big Fat Bitch was nominated for an Academy <laughs> Award, the song, and they went to the Academy Awards in dresses, tripping on acid, and I just respect the hell out of that. Anybody who's able to go through that kind of stress, you got my love. That's so amazing. If, so if I could chime in just real quick on like a, another one, just it, because it popped in my head, and I have seen more interviews and background information. But um, I don't mean to sound queer or nothing, but I think Unicorns is pretty fucking sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was for, from Orgasmo. It's if you haven't orgasmo, seen it, yeah. you know, watch that. Watch basketball. Oh. Uh, you know, take, take it all in. So good. But oh. Hayao Miyazaki for Studio Ghibli 
There is mm. um, there's a fantastic documentary called the Ki- the the Kingdom of Imagination, and it's uh, it's on HBO Max. It's like a it's like a good three hour documentary on Miyazaki, and it's just it's so brilliant because like I mean, and and he has more like comebacks than share. Like saying, I'm going to retire, but I'm coming back for another movie. I'm going to retire. You know what? One of the uh, the first movies that they did before they were known as Studio Ghibli? The Last Unicorn. Mm-hmm. They did the uh, did the animation in that. Uh, he's, he's such a cool guy. I, I respect the hell out of him as well. Huh. All right. Next one. Next segment, Ditch Digger. Uh, it's enduring yet so typical of a parent to want nothing but their best for their kid. In turn, Tony shows us that he wants to make more money and more out of his life. Uh, and when he's afraid that it's all over, he becomes what he thinks his father feared most. Uh, what was the occupation that your parents feared or warned you about doing? Was it easy to say, yeah, I'm not doing that? Or did you struggle with not with taking that path? For me, the... My both my parents were teachers, and from the get go, they were so sick of the politics of teaching that they were like, Nathan, don't be a teacher. You would make a great teacher, but don't do it because teaching sucks. And yeah, it was actually it was a no joke, and it was a little bit hard for me because I found it appealing, but seeing how much work teachers have to do on off hours nice that you guys that they have the summer true nice that you guys have the summer but that is way too much crap to deal with my hat is off to every teacher including you drew big hat i'm gonna stop you there for one of my biggest like pet peeves to say you have the summer is a bunch of horse shit (laughs) <laughs> you, no, you, because half of half of the teachers don't even have the summer because they have summer school. It's spring break <laughs> and Christmas break <laughs> and fall break holidays. Yeah, I mean, like, mo- so, like, but like most most teachers, like during the summer, like like we don't have work, like we have no income. So, and then and then like all of summer is for a lot of for a lot of teachers is. Well, powdered you, powder you up and put you on the corner. No, but I mean, you're going to earn just, money for daddy. Pre- it's prepping for the next year. I mean, thank God I have summer school this summer. Thank God. But get on that. Yeah. Show me what that mouth do. Jesus, I'll fall flat on my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, teaching okay, sorry. was the job that my parents warned me time and time again. Do not become a teacher. So time, not time and time again, they told me not to do it. But I think like a lot of things were was very much wise advice from my parents to say like don't have your heart set on this because it's extremely hard to break into and they to said get don't into. be a professional dm drew and he's like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> watch me <laughs> you'll never be matt mercer um no it's it was uh it was going it was going into acting and acting acting <laughs> Actor. But, yeah, it was definitely like, you know, going into acting where it was just like, no, you're still going to go to college, son. You're still going to do this. Like, but don't don't set your heart on, you know, doing some acting like not that you can't shoot for your dreams, obviously. But like, don't let this be, you know, your first, second and like last choice. Drew, someday you'll get out there and you'll be able to eclipse your your surly role as the prison warden that uh, jerks <laughs> yes. off. Uh, quivering <laughs> hand. Yes. <laughs> It comes full circle. What a callback. 
Roll the beam footage. Roll the beam footage. What episode? It's up here. <laughs> it lives rent free. <laughs> I may not know my flowers, but I know a dirty bitch when I see one. Oh. Yep. <laughs> yep. So good. As as the mom after the play came up to me, I would never let my daughter near you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so for me, um, it was always like, you know, if you don't get your grades up or if you don't, you know, pick the right college or if you don't, you know, apply yourself, you'll just end up flipping burgers. And you know what? Yep. I like flipping burgers. Yeah, I, I did fine for myself. But if I'm cooking out for the family, like I'm out there, I've got my beer. I've, and I, I do the charcoal, like I'm anti Hank, uh, Hank Hill, like uh, fuck your propane, like charcoals oh. where the flavor is. I've got my chimney starter. I was like, I'm going to go get the coals Whoa. ready. And uh, <laughs> I, I patty my burgers. I've got my own secret mixture. And uh, I delegate to one of the kids, like you make the cheese plate. There's going to be six burgers tonight. So. Delegate the cheeses accordingly. Uh, I, I tell to let Anna know you can put the fries in or the tots in. Uh, or let Anna know it's time for you to toast them buns. And I, I'm out there and I'm drinking my beer and I'm, I'm flipping my burgers. <laughs> Happy as can be. Now, would I want to do that for a living? Uh, probably not. The other one was uh, a truck driver. And that holds a certain appeal right now. Because it does sound nice to have like the big rig with the little... The little sleeping place yeah. in the back. The cabin, and it's yeah. like on the open road, but I'm sure that would get old and shitty. Soon. They make like really they good. They do money. now. Well, but, yeah, but in now, the yeah. uh, in the eighties and the nineties, they, they did not. Man, and plus uh, that's a hard life. And plus the trucker the trucker the the pre millennium trucker had a bit of a bad reputation. You just need to head on over to Alaska, be an ice road trucker. Yeah, well, kind of changed. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't want to fall through the ice and die. No, but thank yeah. you. No, thank you. You could be Liam Neeson. <laughs> He's old. In the one movie. <laughs> Such a weird like premise and every yeah. The the ice road the movie. Ice you know what I'm talking about? or whatever. Yeah, yes. Where they have to oh. deliver they have to deliver like a uh, a batter like a giant battery or something to get people out of a mine. But then it's like they want it to and, fail, and yeah, because then the and, and yeah, like come on. The and meanwhile, like Blofeld and- is using like the heat beam to melt the ice room. <laughs> and they're like, how are we gonna do this? <laughs> it's too thin. Uh, all right. Last and final segment. Above all else, friendship. The movie starts and finishes with the friendships that are tested throughout. Relationships both through business ventures and romance take some foursomes, take our foursome through a journey, but ultimately give us one last good feel moment. Who was a friend that you had a rough pass with? Had a rough patch with, has not spoken to for some time, or even dated an ex of yours? And would they show up for you at the final farewell ride of your life? Any, any, uh, Good people that you guys have in your life that uh, would be there at the end. So, and I, I brushed on this in in episodes past, but and you guys know that like I've got this. And Nathan, you've met most of them, my groomsmen, mm-hmm. who were my core group. And 
most of us knew each other from the sixth grade. It wasn't until high school that like Todd came along. But I've been best friends with these guys for, you know, Christ, going on more than 25 years. Uh, and one of them was, uh, I'm not going to say his last name, but it, we'll call him Joe. And uh, he was on uh, my bus route, you know, to middle school. And I remember the first day, like, them picking him up and his mom was outside and they had these giant poodles. And, like, Joe was very much the only child. And he kind of gave Ooh. off those vibes. But, like, he became sort of like the comedic center of of our group. I mean, I, I chose the college I went to because Joe also got accepted. And we lived three doors down from each other in the same freshman dormitory. I mean, we were amazing friends. And then in high school, there was drugs that came along. He got really into cocaine. He thought that the girlfriend that he had, that we all were trying to fuck her. Uh, mm. And that was like a an ongoing theme of constantly trying to assuage him that like, yeah, your girlfriend showed up 10 minutes before you. I managed to fuck her five times before you got here. It's like, come Nailed on, it. dude. And, yeah. and if like, if we're such good friends, like I'm not fucking your girlfriend. Yeah. So uh, in, in, in his early mid twenties, he sort of like completely cut ties with our friends and we he's still active on social media like i've seen him in town and when i see him when i go back to ohio he's always like oh jack oh, how are you doing gives me like a big bear hug but there's still that separation where you know when i come back for the yearly camping trip you know in our early 30s we tried to extend that invitation like how about you come back you know give it a try like you know we're we're getting married and raising families now like you know i don't know what sort of temptations you think there are but nobody's bringing a bag of blue on a camping trip here the, the worst we got is some bad margarita mix and some uh, marriage potato chips uh but uh, but i think he would show up at the end uh Aww. you know uh, but he would be sort of be like the guy that walks in with the the zipper head tattoo and i'm there all looking gnarly and i'm like you look like shit <laughs> Uh, but I, I think he would finally show up. But it's real. just sort of like one of those lost things where at some point he cut the strings to that puppet and he just is not interested in tying them back on anytime soon. Maybe one day he will. But, you know, you never, time will tell. I had a really good friend um, that moved to Wofford Heights and was just a couple doors down from me. And his name is Jay Starling. We spoke the same language. We were both very geeky and loved anything and everything that was uh, that kind of culture. You know, the just the camaraderie we had. We became best friends. And it was kind of like they moved at the beginning of the summer. So I You're had my best friend. Ooh, you make me feel we had the whole summer to really become just like best friends. We went to school. It carried on through that. And then Jay and I friends throughout school. And there was a point where he took the path of sports and I took the path of music and we drifted away from each other and, and would often like pass each other in the halls and kind of give like the nod of of like 
we, we still had the memories of, of our friendship, but it was completely unspoken and completely gone. Later on, multiple years down the road, um, after a lot of life experiences, during firefighting, I found out that he was on a fire crew and was like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe he'll be on my crew one year. And my Did last- you clean his shitter with the dish? The dish thing? No, no. <laughs> but boy, was that good. <laughs> <laughs> that tastes good. Mm. So, but Jay then came onto our crew for a season, and it was just kind of like uh, that farewell to our journey. Um, I, I don't ever think that I'll uh, see him. You know, on the ship to the to the lands where the elves disappear. Like we're we're not going to be there together. But <laughs> we did have our moment of Mount Doom, and we uh, we, we threw the we threw the ring into the fire. It was a and great I'll time. I'll carry you. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Uh, so that was that was a time, and it was good. And I'll forever miss you, Jay. Jay, there's room for you. <laughs> we saved the mountain, Nathan, but not for me. <laughs> we should have enough for what? For the journey home, Jay. <laughs> uh, I left True. you this. I left you this journal. There's room enough there for you, Nathan. Uh, I would uh, love to. Uh, Rosie cotton my- ribbons in her hair. <laughs> So for me, it's um, it's my friend Michael, and I've known him for the last uh, 35 years. And, and he, you are how old? I am 36. Okay. <laughs> so he he is he is my my best friend, even if uh, I think his determination of like what is friendship has like slightly changed over the years. But I think it's come back around to be like a, a better a better thing. But even for someone where and I saw him not too long ago, we had like a a hangout night uh, with all of our like high school and college friends. And I was, I was going to be late and this was actually back in March. So I was going to be late and he thought I wasn't coming. And I, well, I went up to the door and I, I always, I always knock my, my usual way. So I knocked just that. And from inside, all I hear is this like excited little squeal and a chair scooch. And I just hear him say like, that's Drew's knock. And then Aww. just like a scramble to the door. And like, I'll tell you right now, like for not seeing him in probably like three years at that time, like that, that made me feel like really good. So yeah, my friend, Michael. Drew, when you say it's late, I envision <laughs> the bunny rabbit from uh, uh, Alison Wonderland. Wonderland is, and, and you're like hopping around. You've got your stopwatch or your 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 pocket watch out. Like, we're late. We're late. We're very, very late. We've got to get this episode. We're very, very late. <laughs> In theater, you learn that if you are early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. And if you're late, you're screwed. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. A is, Drew is never late. Dear Michael, is <laughs> precisely what he means to. Kids, kids always tell me that when I walk to the door, and they're like, "Mr. Hallam, you're late," and I'm all like, 
teacher is never late. <laughs> he arrives precisely when he means to. Or what's the meme <laughs> that uh, you've got 10 minutes or else class is canceled and they can leave? Yeah, the old, like, wives' tale <laughs> of college. They're all like, yeah, if he doesn't show up for first period, we don't have class, right? I'm They're like, where are, you gonna, where are you going to go? <laughs> you've got uh, nowhere to go. You've got nowhere. You're mine. <gasps> well, right. what did you guys think of this movie as a whole? What would you rate good old Lords of Dogtown? I will get mine out of the way because it's probably not going to be the most favorable. And I think we'd want to end on a high note. So since this is something that I'm not really into, but like I said, I can appreciate a good biopic and I can appreciate a good story and good character development. But unfortunately, it it's going to sit and it might go. It might go higher after a second viewing, um, but it's going to sit out of two out of five for me. OK, the story is good. I'm just I'm just not into skateboarding and I wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't really liking how the characters weren't entirely flushed out. Um, a lot of plot points seemed to just happen without any like uh, circumstance or reasoning. But yeah, again, not a bad movie in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I, watchable. Yeah, I, I, oh, go ahead, Jet. Well, I, I, as previously stated, I came into this movie ready to to rain my my furious wrath and retribution upon this movie but i really ended up enjoying it so i'm going to give my rating as the likelihood that all the supporting or all the cast members ended up with some form of venereal disease uh, and i'm gonna put that at an 80 percent. so eight out of ten pretty much all those kids got some vd at some point i'll see you in the parking lot <laughs> I would send this movie not to the boneyard, but um, I would say, hey, you know what? Come on out. The surf is good. Um, this is a seven out of ten. And maybe a little bit it's biased because Heath is in it and Heath just almost oh, I'm sorry for a skateboard movie. Six and a half out of ten for a for, no for for a for a skateboard movie eight out of ten for a surfing movie six and a half out of ten. There we go, <laughs> a, a good swell. Um, but yeah, Heath kind of I think really bumps this movie up for me. Just his portrayal of Skip and the the versatility that he is as an actor carries so much. Uh, the longevity of a film that he's in i love it so drew how can people get a hold of us here at the real feels uh, quick interjection am oh. i the only one doing any fucking acting between <laughs> us you said acting one day on surfing one day off <laughs> that was the deal <laughs> that was the deal stay out of trouble we can't bail you out <laughs> glass breaking oh god <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if you want to uh, look up and get in contact with the Real Feels podcast, you can search for us up on Facebook and Instagram. I am definitely posting on Instagram now because I'm keeping track of my uh, what? 365 days, days of horror. No, 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 no. So I have two movie marathons, uh, one right now, but one's about to start June 3rd. But right now it is what I'm calling there and back again, a year in movies. So it's a uh, it's a movie marathon that goes an entire year. 730 days of movie. <laughs> and then Wild. June 3rd is going to be June 3rd is going to be the start of 150 days of horror. But guys, you can look for us up on Facebook and Instagram. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. You can also uh, email us at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. But of course, you can always call the Tooch line 
661-376-0030. Leave, leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you're doing. Maybe if you uh, enjoy Lords of Dogtown as well. What kind of skateboard do you have? I'm the only one with burning desire. <laughs> Let me stand next to your tooch line. <laughs> Real quick. Let me stand what? next to your tooch line. <laughs> what? Skateboards did you guys have growing up? Do you remember your skateboard? Brand? Oh, Christ. I don't remember So that's the brand. Patreon special for this episode. Oh. Uh, for uh, for $50,000, yeah, you can pick your movie. We'll give you like some t-shirts and shit. But I will find on eBay the... Uh, I'd asked for a skateboard, and this was pre-middle school. This is when we were still in Illinois. I was probably maybe eight or nine years old, I wanted one of the, the real skateboards that had the, like the, uh, like the roofing material. Yeah. Like the, the non skid yep. on the top. Yep. And not like only did paper. it have like the bump on the front it had yep. the bump on the back. And my mom got me this neon yellow and green and red, the Simpsons skateboard. Ooh. Which was this oversized surfboard Bart Simpson thing yes. with like the whole Simpsons characters thing on the bottom of it. And I was so goddamn embarrassed at the time that I could not bring it out uh, with the cool kids down the street with their real skateboards. I had a dark star and I fought tooth and nail to get that thing. I had loner boards and borrowed, you know, wooden planks that I would strap some wheels onto, but Dark Star was the first. It wasn't the Bartman one. Let's go ahead, David. Sorry. Dark Star was the first one that I finally was able to buy and my prized possession. Mm. I sucked I at skateboarding. I, had. I sucked. I can't remember. Yeah, no, I was awful. Oh, no, I I, I'm not poetry in motion. Yeah. I was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so good Patreon. I like it. So coming up on our next episode is going to be my choice. And gentlemen, we are going to be covering satire. Oh. I, I feel like there's a lot of that this season, but there, that's good. There is. It's and it, good. it's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> Chef so kiss We're going to have a kiss, boy. I'm, I'm actually very excited for it. I know for a fact that uh, you both will enjoy it and have seen it. Maybe. There's no need to go leaping and jumping for the clitoris. Just give it a little satire, boy. <laughs> give it a little satire, boy. A wee uh, squelching. <laughs> a wee skeleton. Uh, guys, when this episode comes out, and I'm hoping to get squelchy it out. Squelching just sounds so I know. Squel so, that sounds so bad. Oh, you want to squelch? <laughs> Jesus. So, guys, if this episode comes out on <laughs> Wednesday... Be sure to catch up uh, live stream for the cure that is happening on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Uh, join myself, Nicholas Haskins of Nikolai's Kitchen and a bunch of other content creators to raise $20,000 for a world free of cancer. So uh, I myself am going to be on Friday night with Gerald from Two Peas on a Pod and a bunch of other people. We're going to be discussing uh, some awesome stuff. And I will also be on Saturday morning uh, in a trivia contest. Hosted by Moxie Labouche of Your Brain on Facts. So come on down. The details are in the show notes. You don't have to wait to donate. You can donate ahead of time. And hey, help us get a world free of cancer. Hell yeah. So. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for joining us. And tune in next week or next two weeks fortnightly. <laughs> and we'll be reviewing that next one. You're the realist. 
and the feelers. Oh yeah, I miss you, Nathan. Come home to me. <laughs> we miss you. What are you doing? What are Heath Ledger voice. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, I'm just gonna make some fucking boards here. You wanna, you wanna, a swing it, hey, bro. How much do I pay you? <laughs> you don't pay me anything, Skip. Yeah, don't you forget it. 